So hello and welcome to the Talking Food with Bid Food podcast. I'm Catherine Hinchcliffe and I'm standing in for the lovely Joe Anglis on this week's episode. We'll be talking about how to navigate food inflation from the point of view of centre of plate and most especially fresh meat. Grappling with both the cost of living and food inflation, caterers right across the hospitality industry are coming under a lot of pressure right now. They have to balance serving top quality and delicious food that meets the ever more discerning palate of their customers with growing pressure on both rising costs and tightening purse strings. Today, we're looking at how chefs and caterers can control their costs with fresh meat under the microscope, as centre of plate is the biggest cost factor and equally the biggest margin driver on the menu. So we're taking a slightly different approach this time, and we'll be diving into a conversation between one of our fresh meat experts, Darren Shaw, and chef Damon Corey, to see what practical advice they can offer up to help mitigate the food inflation that we're seeing, particularly on meat and poultry. And that's been caused partly by the war on Ukraine, the rising cost of feed, fuel, energy, and all the other challenges farmers are seeing that are playing out in market dynamics. So without any further delay, let's introduce our guests. My first guest has been with Bidfood's culinary development team for around five years. He is Damon Corey, and he's been a chef in various different guises for 30 years in hotels, restaurants, casinos, conference venues. He's even held a directorship at Gastronaut, which is a production kitchen, as well as being principal chef at a multi-site conference centre with a 150-bed hotel and 500 covers. Damon's built vast experience over the years and epitomises that great blend of creative and commercial. Welcome to the podcast, Damon. Hi, Catherine. Nice to be here. Turning now to Darren Shaw. Darren Shaw is one of our fresh meat experts. He trained as a master butcher many years ago. From the age of 14, he's been a butcher right the way through his career. He's passionate about sharing his skills and the business is large and small and is a real ambassador for all things Farmstead. Welcome, Darren. Hello. So welcome back. Now let's jump into our conversation between Darren and Damon. And let's start with Damon. Um, What cuts would you recommend, Damon, that you feel represent best value at the moment? Oh, hi, Catherine. Um, It's a really tricky question because uh, we always talk about cuts are uh, are not utilised. But um, I think that every, every part of the animal now is being well utilized and like the sort of pre-2000s when you could pick up belly pork and jacob's ladders and shoulders really really cheaply the way the price of protein is um people have already jumped onto the bandwagon of using all these brazing cuts one of the 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 most important things to try and do now is to try and stretch your protein in the dish rather than using four pieces of protein as a center plate um, I think we need to start um, breaking the protein down and adding it to dishes. So, for example, um, a smoked streaky bacon, it stretches really well. It's relatively cheap. Uh, you shred that up. You can pass it through a sauce. You can pass it through a pasta dish or a gnocchi dish. And that still gives you a meat dish on your menu that's not going to cost you a fortune. You know, a steak is a steak. You're never going to move away from a whole piece like a steak. But there's definitely, definitely different ways you can 
put those meat dishes on your menu without having that whole protein piece involved. Mm-hmm. Picking up on what Damo's just said about the uh, the proteins, there's a, a, a really good chicken um, chicken protein product that we sell. It's a chicken in a fillet. This is a lot smaller than an actual uh, breast of chicken. So, yes, it's, it's, it's not cheap, cheap, but it's going to be a little bit cheaper than normal uh, chicken breasts. But there's more in the, uh, in the packet. So you're getting more for your money. And two or three chicken fillets can be battered out. They can be uh, breaded and they can be utilized and used as a, as a burger instead of um, mincing them. And it actually makes them go further by breading them. And they look a little bit more trendy. So I guess uh, I guess a dish for that, Darren, uh, what, what's great about the idea of battering a chicken in a fillet? Uh, you can make a ginger beer batter, for example, and the actual protein, a chicken in a fillet is quite a small piece of protein, but putting the batter around it makes it look bigger. So to the eye, the perception to the customers, they're still getting a fair sized dish. So if you've got three chicken in a fillet, instead of having a, a whole chicken breast sliced down the middle and butterflied, you take three chicken in a fillet, you batter it. That becomes quite a big center for a burger. You put some uh, funky slaw in and a nice chimichurri mayo or something like that, or a mango chutney to create a really nice big burger. But the protein level on it is quite small. Yes, exactly. And uh, and it looks really trendy, you know, to the eye. It looks really good, like you say, with all the slaw and all the buildup of it. You're actually using quite a lot less protein, but you're getting more for your money. And I guess with a burger being, you know, burgers are historically a high sale item and being able to create dishes that are that fall into that bracket of high sale items. Um, shaving the money, shaving the money off there is really key to be able to get that bigger save at the end of the week, I think. So thanks, Damon. So obviously using the meat you've got and stretching it more is the way to go. Are there any more examples you've got of uh, ways you can do that? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, it's about bulking out the dish as well. So you can add proteins um, with pulses and lentils that are a great way to add a protein to a dish and also really filling. So you get a good plate fill when you use uh, chickpeas and red lentils and green lentils. And also think about mince as well, mince for meatballs. But in your meatballs, do it, do like a tagine meatball, for example, where you can add you can add um, roasted peppers in there and and chickpeas to really bulk the dish out without having to. Even though mince is a relatively cheap protein in comparison to a prime cut or a or a centre cut whole protein, you can still bulk out that dish by doing that and then doing a great accompaniment with it as well, some jeweled couscous or some interesting veg. So also make make the vegetable and the side dish the star of the plate to sort of give people the perception of great value for money. Um, but, you know, that aside, with all the, all the, sort, of, uh, the sort of cheaper products to use, you still need to have prime cuts on your menu as well. You can't just all, it can't all be about the cheaper shortcuts. You've got to have your prime cuts on there. And Darren, have you got any examples we could use for a sort of centre plate prime cut that would be cost effective? Farmstead have got a, a whole strip loin. It's a UK Irish product. It's a six kilo minimum. And the way I've sold this to people, where they turn around and go, oh, I can't afford to buy a whole 
sirloin joint. It's actually quite simple thinking in really. I take the joint into the to the customer, I, I trim it down, and they're still saying, oh no, I can't afford that. I can't afford that to to put onto me roasts or anything like that. But when I've actually trimmed it, I've taken five steaks, five nice sort of eight ounce steaks out the middle. I put those five steaks to one side and I say to them, I say, right, you sell those for, I mean, the going rate, which I know in restaurants for, for an eight ounce sirloin steak is around about the 20 pound mark. So those five steaks have actually already earned you profit on the whole joint. So when they when the when the, the penny drops, they look at the look at the pro they look at the, the meat that's got, they've got left, which is three quarters of the joint. That is actually a hundred percent margin. That meat that's left over from the five sirloin steaks is pound notes in their back pocket straight away, and they then think, well, actually, we can sell five decent sirloin steaks. We can cut a few more if we need to, but we've now got a really quality high-end uh, roast uh, protein to put on the on the on the Sunday roast, which then people get talking about. Oh, you want to go to this pub? They do a lovely um, lovely Sunday roast. They use sirloin, which is a far better uh, quality of meat than to like topside or silverside. So you know they are giving their customers a better product, but it's actually cheaper than buying topside or silverside because of these five steaks that have been cut out the middle and utilizing the whole product and actually getting a lot more for, you know, for the cost of the product. That's a great tip. That's really interesting because I suppose the one, well, you, you know, you put, you're putting sirloin, roast sirloin on your Sunday lunch menu and you'll, you'll, you'll be able to charge a premium price for that as well, being uh, a sirloin. The, the other bonus about roasting with sirloin as well there is that it's an even cook so when you uh, roast it in the oven, you've got that even cook all the way through rather than having really well done ends and then your medium rare in the middle. So, And it really helps with carving and portion control, I find, exactly, as well, using, yeah. using a sirloin because it's really tricky. You know, you get a top side in, it's quite tricky to get that portion control in there. But when you're doing a sirloin and you're carving it for a Sunday roast, it's a lot more, uh, it's a lot easier. Um, especially if you, you know, you depending on what chefs, <laughs> what we all know, man, depending on what yeah. chefs cooking, cutting, cutting your meat as well, it can, uh, it can go south quite quickly on your profit margins. But with that strip loin, it's really good. And I had no idea really that we had that, uh, that was still, that was available to us, to be honest with you. It's a revelation, I think. Going back to when you say like carving it, you get your portion control is, is so much easier. This is done for the on, the on the whole strip line. There's nothing stopping our customers doing it with a whole loin of pork. That can be done exactly the same way as the whole strip line. They can still cut their their pork steaks out of the middle and use the rest as a as a roasting dish. It doesn't just stop at the uh, at the beef. But it's a it's a really good uh, it's a it's a different way of thinking about a product. So if you've got um, our strip, what size is a strip loin? The 515 strip loin, it's a six kilo minimum. So six it starts kilo. off. Yeah, it starts off as a, as a really chunky size to start with. And I guess we're all, and I'm, I'm absolutely guilty of this as well. You know, you know, I've spent years in kitchens where 
my meat all comes in butchered. The steaks are all cut to the right size. And you can, I mean, I know that I, I can lose confidence or anyone that doesn't do um, practice their, their skills over a long period of time, you start losing confidence and the ability to be able to um, um, cut, especially butchery. But I guess with a strip loin, once you've taken off that extra fat trim, which is quite easy um, with a strip loin, it's, it's quite straightforward to cut, get an accurate cut on a steak, isn't it? How would you, what would you recommend about um, getting the right size and get right weights on the steaks? I suppose that's the question I'd want to know if I was going to be bringing in a big joint. Yes, I, I fully understand what you, uh, where you're coming from, Damon. Um, for me, I, you know, it's like second nature. But if, I mean, most chefs have some sort of level of uh, butchery. They, they know how to portion. So, I mean, if they are a little bit sort of, oh, I'm not sure. I mean, good old Google. You can Google, you know, just put in butchery, cutting, cut, you know, cutting, uh, cutting steaks. That will give you, uh, give you a little bit of a, 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 an earshot of visually how to do it. And you've only got to cut, a, you know, two or three, and it, it won't take long before that oh, it's come back to me. And the other thing on that, don't put a weight on the, uh, on the menu. Just put hand-cut sirloin steaks. So that gives you, you can do, if, it's, if it comes up seven ounce, you're not held to, oh, it's got to be eight or ten ounce eight you know seven or eight ounce uh, sirloins is still going to be a nice uh, size steak on the plate so that takes away the the you know the sort of the uh, the pressure oh it's got to be a, it's got to be seven ounces or it's got to be eight ounces take the eight ounce take the weight off of the uh, off of the uh, the menu hand cut sirloin steak and you've got a little bit you know to play with but it doesn't take long and, you know, the other thing is if some of the customers, they're going to be buying, you know, quite a few of these, then Bidfood have got, you know, we've got two master chefs within the business. We can go and we can go and support these customers. We can go in, we can we can give them a little bit of uh, product training. And, you know, everybody doesn't, you know, everybody likes a, a little bit of um, massaging and go in and just basically teach them how to how to do it if if you know if that's what they wanted i guess when you say take it off the menu i think if some people are a bit dubious about because you know it's still you know it's still a good amount of money in uh, to order a whole strip loin but if people are a bit cautious about doing it and unsure um you talk about take off the menu but you know customers could consider putting this on a special menu for a week couldn't they so they could get yeah. one in to trial it. They get the specials menu up. They've got X amount of cuts to get through. Um, if they didn't want to put, you know, they don't want to change their Sunday roast around, they could put like a nice sort of gourmet um, carvery, a nice sort of gourmet carvery roll on some triple cooked chip, chips in the week and do a, a do a strip loin carvery roll with some nice gravy, some horseradish, um, just to trial it out in the week to see how it goes. I know that I've worked in places and we've put carvery rolls on, nice, nice quality carvery rolls. Um, and they've just gone down so well, man. You know, you get a nice bath and some strip loin put in there, some carved up and a nice you. And uh, it's a great way to, to be able to, A, practice with a different cut of meat and B, you know, try, try this out and just see, see the profit margin that you can make by just doing this simple task. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the, 
the the protein that you've got left over from those five steaks, the um, the bosses are going to be going. You know that is that is a lot of money that we're making, and you know all these head chefs they they'll understand when they actually see it, and it yeah be a great way of them to get their margins up in the kitchen. So Darren, exactly. Once you've taken those steaks out, you you mentioned you're left with three quarters of the joint. Um, what could you get out of that in practical terms? In practical terms, you could possibly you could possibly cut that down into more steaks. So you could get 10, 15 steaks out of a whole uh, strip loin and then use, you know, use the rest of it for um, for roasting. You could even go a little bit thinner and do sandwich steaks for lunchtime instead of uh, doing a whole eight ounce or seven ounce sirloin. We could offer on a specials, we, we do a sandwich steak which is about a four to five ounce uh, flash fry um, sirloin, which would be able to cut out the middle. And yeah, you, there's so many little different uh, different dishes that you could uh, utilize it. And most most places, restaurants have have a specials board. And like Damo said, you can you can trial, you can you can practice, you can oh, maybe we'll do this with this. It's, you know, there's so many opportunities to uh to do different dishes with the whole the whole joint but you've got your um you've got your opportunity right there as well haven't you for like an express lunch so yeah. uh, a lot of places offer express lunch or they offer you two or three course lunchtime special menu with a limited starter you know a couple of starters a couple of mains couple of puds um you're also opening up to a bit more of a luxury child's menu as well by doing the sort of uh, little the, the mini steak for the children because I know my little boy would love to go out and have a steak and chips with his dad. I'm not going to pay for an eight-ounce one for him, but no. I'm quite happy to pay for a, a four-ounce sirloin for him, for sure. So I mean, it also opens up opens up all those sort of menu options for you too, I guess. Also, like you're saying that about your boy, you know, the OAPs, they don't eat as much as, uh, you know, as a normal yeah. adult. So having that ability and that flexibility of cutting it to the size that you want, you can, you've got all these different age groups that you can cater for. And one final thing I'd like to say is um, within our, you know, within our business, um, all these customers, please use our ex- expertise, use our, you know, we've got guys that have got years and years of experience. We'd love to come and help you, show you, point you in the right directions. And we've even got links to, you know, show you how to, to trim down the strip loin so just follow the link and and have a look and you know it might enlighten you to to change your ways a little bit great thanks so much darren that's okay that's been pleasure and thanks damon too oh you're welcome it's been uh, it's been good to chat to you there were so many great practical tips and so much advice shared by our fresh meat specialists and our chef damon I hope you found amongst them some that will work for you and which can make a difference to your bottom line in such a challenging trading environment. If you're keen to learn more about this episode's topic, you can find links to the topics and ideas we've discussed and more in our show notes. We've also included links to a really entertaining video and blog that looks at this theme and demonstrates some recipes and solutions in our kitchen here in Slough. 
It's been a great pleasure to host today's episode. And as Joe would always say, if you've enjoyed it, please make sure you follow our series on your favorite podcast platform so that you can hear our latest episodes just as soon as they come out. Thanks for listening. And until next time, goodbye.